welcome everyone to the Let Us Rest podcast, where we talk about the power of slowing down. Um, if you ha- are new to the podcast, my name is Lara Edmondson. I'll be your host. Um, thank you to everyone who has supported our project, this project, um, on Venmo, through PayPal, any other forms of support through sharing. Um, it's just super appreciated. This is an entirely self-funded project, so any support you can give is just means the world. Um, I also want to give you all a heads up because I want to start doing like personal thank yous to people who have supported. So starting next week, if you donate, I'm going to name you unless you say otherwise. And I would do it now, but I, I didn't give that disclaimer before. So I just want to say if you donate or support, I'm going to be giving personal shout outs unless you say otherwise. Um, so anyways, I am super excited because I'm joined today by my dear friend, Dom. Dom, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, my name's Dom, Dominique Davis, full name. Uh, she, her, hers pronouns. I am coming from you um, from my living room in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, mother of two, rock climber and yogi, dog mom, plant enthusiast. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Laura. Awesome. Yeah, I'm super glad to have you on. Um, thanks for stepping up to be one of the first ones. Because yeah. uh, there were a lot of people who are like, I don't want to be first. So I'm super grateful to the few of you who are willing to jump right in. Um, so as you probably know, because I know that you have tuned in to all of the episodes, um, I have a question that I start off every guest with to kind of honor the Nat Ministry, whose work really inspired my personal journey through rest and really inspired this podcast. So when is the last time that you took a nap? I think the last time I took a nap is actually when I texted you and was like, dude, I just took a nap. And that was probably months ago. <laughs> and have not napped since then. And I actually don't have a memory recently of intentionally going to sleep. So it's been like, falling asleep at my computer or like my laptop open on the bed. So like, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I napped intentionally. Yeah. That's a good question of just like, when do we fall asleep intentionally? And I don't do that often now that you're pointing that out. Like (laughs) I napped actually for the first time in weeks the other day, it was beautiful. Um, But yeah, like thinking about when do I intentionally let myself fall asleep? And lately it hasn't been, too often. So it's interesting that you point that out. Well, that's okay. We also acknowledge that there are all types of rest. You don't have to use napping as your only form of rest, but I do like to start there because, you know, it is what got me on this journey. Um, So napping doesn't sound like your cup of tea as far as regular rest practice goes, just every once in a while. No, I haven't. um, I think when even when I was younger, when I started walking, which was at like nine months, my mom's like, you stopped napping then. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. So I've always been go, 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 go nonstop. And I remember choosing in kindergarten, we could like choose the sessions a.m. or p.m., but we still had to nap. And I asked my teacher, I was like, couldn't we be doing something more productive other than napping in kindergarten? So I'm not a napper by nature. (laughs) I wish I was. I always feel better after it, but that's just not in my makeup. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You're you're a Virgo, right? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like some big Virgo energy. <laughs> like, yeah. shouldn't we be doing something during this break time? <laughs> nope. She's like napping. And I was like, yeah, but that's not, I don't see the point here. <laughs> that is too funny so how would you describe your like earlier relationship with rest like what were if you if you didn't nap like what did you do to rest if Um, anything I would I think my rest was just tuning out like uh we had woods in the back of my house so I would just like go walk and that was back in the day when like you could be a little kid and your parents just let you wander so that was kind of my restful like I guess more of a moving meditation, right? I just go into the woods and like find a tree to climb or like sit in and, you know, listen to the birds and do that kind of thing. So it was really like, I would go until I was exhausted, but like in order for me to calm down would be leaving my house. And so I'd go explore into the woods or go like swim in a Creek somewhere and be gone all day. And my mom, you know, didn't call the cops or get worried about me because that was just normal back then. Um, I personally can't imagine doing that with my kids now. I'd be like, oh, where are you? But that was how I rested, I guess. It was just kind of getting out in nature and having the sound, all the noise, external noise turned off. So, mm, Yeah, that, that sounds really peaceful, especially for like a little Virgo kid who <laughs> needs to be like actively resting. <laughs> Um, just a reminder for folks, if you have questions, please use the question box, the question button, um, and we will take those at the end of the podcast. Um, so thinking back to your like early rest practices, going out into the woods and like getting away, how do you think those have informed the way that you approach rest today? Oh, yeah. Um, I think again, like now my idea of rest is still like a moving meditation or, you know, just unplugging is restful for me. So like having an hour or two where I turn my phone on airplane mode and just like unplug from everything. And that's how I rest. And it's more of like a mental rest where I can get my mind to stop working instead of like an actual physical rest where I'm napping. Although I do put it on my self-care list every week of like, take a nap outside So, um, and it is, it's just getting out into the woods away. Maybe I don't have service. Maybe like I can be distracted, not enough to like pick up my phone and look at Instagram or like the latest news highlights and be like, I'm just going to be out here and my mind is resting and not focusing on, you know, current events and the elections and everything else that's going on. So that's still how I approach rest day is finding a way to just turn off my mind even if I can't slow my body down and physically rest. Yeah, I definitely um, practice a little bit of that myself where like I turn off, turn on do not disturb mode. So none of the notifications are popping up after a certain time of day, which kind of lets the like anxious anticipation feelings go away, which lets me rest without actually like completely stopping what I'm doing. Um, So, yeah, and then, like, napping outside, what does that usually, like, what do you usually do to set that up for yourself? Um, (laughs) It might involve drinking beers down by a river and, like, passing out in the sun on a rock, um, which is my perfect weekend. Um, And hammocks, if I can set up a hammock somewhere and nap, 
then I am all for that. And it's kind of just like, all right, not telling anybody really what my intentions are. Cause like, I feel like they'll be like, Hey, wow, are you having a great time? I'm like, I don't know. I don't like, I'm just going to go and do it. So there isn't like a, I'm leaving. It's I'm, I'm the master. Like I just disappear at parties too, where it's like, I don't tell anybody what I'm doing and I just go. Uh, so that's kind of what I do when I want to go nap and like unplug. It's like, I'm just going to leave and not tell anybody my plans. Therefore, and then set up my hammock or bring a beer down to the river and <laughs> fall asleep. Or yeah, hi Evelyn. Yes, naps in the truck on the bed in the truck bed after shooting the hooch. Fell does... asleep for like four hours in the bed of our friend's truck after shooting the hooch in Atlanta and slept in a truck bed outside and it was glorious. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the Chattahoochee River. Yes. Okay. River. All right. I'm from the south as well. But I just want to make sure we're on the same page about what shooting the hooch means. Yeah, we just tubed down the river all day, drank way too many, like, white claws, and um, then, like, passed out at the end. It was great. Yeah, taking a nap on, like, a warm rock is so relaxing. After, I, I remember after climbing for a day, I did, like, 10 pitches in a day, which for me is a lot, because I'm usually, like, five, five to six pitches. Climbed, like, 10 pitches in a day. And just, like, laid down. It was, like, an early spring, so it was kind of crisp and cool outside. And just, like, laid down on this warm, sunny rock afterwards. And that's, like, like, I remember that to this day. And that was, like, four years ago. I remember that feeling of just being so relaxed. Like, that is such a, oh, uh, yeah, a good way to rest. Yeah. I, uh, we went to the Red River Gorge for one of my friend's birthdays. And I ended up, um, fracturing my tailbone the first day we were climbing and it was November so it was cold um so I topped it out for the rest of the weekend but like I was queen of like taking the whiskey flask and finding a sunny spot and just like napping while everybody else was climbing because I couldn't even belay I couldn't put a harness on it was just painful so I was like I'm gonna find a warm rock like a lizard and nap on it and it was just cool air and warm sun so those are great naps outside. I think that's my favorite place to nap is somewhere in nature. Oh, that, that does sound really lovely. I might have to do one of those this weekend now that we're yeah. you got me like thinking about it. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you're a yogi and that your early rest practices involved um, like moving meditation. So I'm wondering how do you incorporate yoga into your personal rest practices, especially since it's also your job part of the time? Yeah. Um, teaching yoga for me isn't restful or relaxing because it's like you're taking into so, so much into account. Like I have to be like, I'm taking these people through a sequence and make sure that they're warmed up and their hips are opening and all of these other things. And is my playlist time to every movement perfectly. So when I use yoga as a restful practice, it's again, like I don't plan anything and I get to just move the way it feels good in my body. And it doesn't have to be like a perfect sun salutation or, you know, side facing sequence. And it's just like, I'm going to get on my mat and move and not think about it, you know, and just listen to what feels good in my body. And then it's relaxing and then it's calming, but teaching it's more of like a little more stressful. Cause it's like a lot a week's worth of prep goes into an hour class because there's so many variables <laughs> to take into account. So when I'm up there, it's not super relaxing, but when I get to practice by myself and just like free flow, it's great. Yeah, I definitely relate to that. I also teach yoga occasionally, like <laughs> very sporadically, 
But when I am doing my own practice, I don't like to come up with it. I like to have somebody else tell me, like walk me through, or like you said, just kind of like move intuitively on my mat rather than try and like plan something out because it feels too much like the job side of being like a yoga teacher. So that's, that's interesting that you shared that. Thank you. (laughs) Um, and then, so you, you were talking about your childhood, um, and the, like napping wasn't for you. You kind of like to get outside. Are your kids, cause you have two young kids, which I'd love yeah. for you to tell us a little bit more about them. Okay. Are you, are they like developing their own rest practices or are there things that you're trying to instill in them while they're uh, young? I try to get them to nap as much as possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> sit down just quiet um so I have a five-year-old daughter her name is Santi and I have an eight-year-old son his name is Quana and Santi is me through and through high energy like goes until she just physically can't anymore and um Quana's more introverted and you know takes things slower and really like introspective and I, I love his mind so much um they're both super sweet Quana has been napping a lot more recently. He gets up super early and gets everything done that he needed to do. And then I won't see him for a minute. And I'm like, Bug, where'd you go? He's like, I was just feeling a little worn down. So I decided to take a nap. And I was like, good for you. Yeah. And Santee's just constantly going. But she sleeps in late. And that's kind of where I'm taking the reins off and, like, giving them their own autonomy because I am – you got to get up early and be productive and get things done. But Santi's like, I want to sleep until 10. And I'm like, go for it. You know, like we're not going anywhere right now. There's literally no agenda for us or schedule to adhere to. So if you want to sleep till 10, baby girl, go for it. And, um, she napped the other day, which is more of like, I don't think it was intentional. It was just her brother wouldn't play with her and, I was working on something and her dad was working on something. So she just fell asleep in the living room and like just passed out on the floor and just left her there. It's fine. Like, but it is kind of, I, I want them to have a respect for slowing down, you know, an appreciation that like, listen to your body. If you're feeling drained, you don't have to keep going. Like you can take that time to pause and care for yourself. And I don't think my mom like necessarily didn't teach me that it was just what I was too stubborn to listen or I had something ingrained already that I was like no I have to achieve perfection and that there's no time to waste with that um so that's different from what I'm trying to like get my kids to do and plus two, two kids and two dogs is exhausting so if they want to nap I'm gonna support every nap they want to take like you want to stay in your pajamas all day great you want to nap I'm fine with that I don't yep go for it like I napped with yeah like it was I think when I texted you I was napping with my daughter so I was like sweet yes (laughs) savor this moment (laughs) oh I love I love that that you two are like napping together both of you like high energy ladies just like yeah finally decide to crash out together that sounds really relaxing um still has like squishy thighs at five so she's really soft to snuggle with and I love it oh man yeah it's it's really nice napping with like you know a baby or something you can you know it's just it's cozy um 
Are you having like explicit conversations with them about rest? Is it something that you're addressing directly with them or is it just something you're trying to model at this point? It is something that we talk about. Like we, um, cause they're so young and there's so much going on right now and they sense it. So they get worked up and they get like emotional and just like stressed out as kids. And I don't, you know, like it's unavoidable right now, you know? So those are conversations that we are having with them of like, let's slow down, let's breathe. Like, you know, it's okay to do nothing, you know? And, um, it kind of forces me to slow down too. So I think it's, it's beneficial for all parties involved. Uh, so I have been just more heightened to how they're feeling and, letting them know that it's okay if they just want to like sit and do nothing and rest and how important that actually is to like take care of ourselves and, you know, not be so wound up all the time because they're kids and they have big emotions and they don't necessarily know how to express those emotions without frustration being the main one that comes out. So if they can, take a minute and calm down and we can have these conversations and they know that it's okay. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we have this time together, you know, like we've been home with each other since March. So it's been 24 seven, like no school, just them constantly and getting to see how these little humans navigate through all of this is really, um, reflective on how I want to present myself in these situations and right now. So I think self-care and um, rest practices has been the topic that we've been focusing on because it is important and I want to practice what I preach, but right now <laughs> so it's kind of forcing me to take better care of myself. Yeah, I definitely definitely relate to the whole practicing what you preach thing. Like I started this podcast about rest and I'm like not sleeping, like working just so many hours a day. Um, and then yesterday, two days ago, I was like, no, we're taking a nap today. We're going to practice what we preach because I can't keep pouring from this cup that's running out of things to give. And so I did, I stopped and I took a nap and it was just so restorative and it was just a huge reminder of like, like why, why I talk about this, why I say it's so important. Like I know, but then it was just, you know, good to really feel it. Yes. <laughs> um, so during this time where there's all this like really heavy news going on, like you said, your kids are young, but they aren't completely shielded from all of it. What are some yeah. ways that you all are resting as a family, whether it's, you know, curling up on the couch and taking a nap together or like getting out into the woods together? Like what are you all doing during this time specifically to take pauses and slow down as, as a family? Yeah, we have, um, you know, the moments where we all agree that like, we're not going to pick up our devices. We're not going to pick up our phones and we're just going to like, come together and make it a point of getting outside, you know, for at least an hour every day, whether that be just strolling around the neighborhood or actually like going out of the city and, you know, finding a place to like go hike together. And then a lot of times it's like, we'll just stay in our pajamas all day on Sunday and not do anything. And it's fantastic because there's, you know, it's, we just get to be and not have to worry about like doing anything 
getting the laundry done or packing lunches for school. And it's just, we get to like hang out together and slow down, which is, which is really great. (laughs) And like, you just want to take a deep breath because you're like, there's so much all the time with school and work and everything that when you get a chance to just pause, you kind of understand how much you miss when you're just trying to stay busy all the time and you feel like you have to be busy to be productive and somehow that like is a badge of honor right like our busyness in our productivity signifies how worthy we are in this society but then we miss out on like all of the great stuff that's like right in front of us when we slow down and I'm like whoa (laughs) just being with my family and in that unit like and pausing has been great that's been an eye-opener too of like what is really important right now Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was definitely raised with the idea that like you have to earn rest. You can't just like take a Sunday off in your pajamas for no reason. Like what did you do on Saturday to really work up for it? Um, so the idea that you can just give yourself permission to do that for whatever reason, just because you feel like it or just because like the world is feeling heavy or whatever. Or like, like Katie said last week, you're just maybe feeling colonialism weighing very heavily yeah. on your shoulders. Like, it's it's beautiful and I love that you're starting that with your kids so young yeah and because like I mean that's my perception of and of rest and in my yoga teacher training I had Octavia who sat in in one of my and she is a big proponent of rest and she asked us to examine our relationship with rest and she was like one word that you could describe that for your relationship with rest. And I was like tumultuous. I was like, it is, it's like, it's intense. Like it's never been this easy path to rest for me because it's thank you capitalism, but I have to earn my rest. I have to like be deemed worthy to give myself a break and I have to be so productive and I will have a to-do list that's seven miles long every single day. And if I don't get 85% of that done, then I don't get to take a break. Like, that's not okay because I didn't earn it. So I definitely want my kids to have a different, you know, understanding of what rest is and when you can rest, which is whenever the hell you want to. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. You are the one who gets to give yourself permission. Yeah. Um, so I recently started this new job where I'm doing some work um, with a company or with an organization that's like Black Lives Matter adjacent. Um, it's just contract work, but the person who got me connected with the job posted something on Instagram saying like, burn your contracts. You deserve a nap, blah, blah, blah. And I wrote to her and I was like, um, my contracts with you though. And she's like, I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) So there are people that is the beauty of working with other black women. She's another black woman. That is the beauty of working with other black women is that they get it. They understand the need for that. Um, so yeah, there is. I wake up and I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like I know I just slept, but like I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Just like facing the world sometimes is absolutely exhausting. Um, and it's really encouraging to know that there are more people having these conversations and like planting these seeds, not only amongst ourselves, but like with your kids and then in the next generation as well. So that hopefully some of these unhealthy cycles can be broken. Yes. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um. So speaking of how we can all work together to break these cycles, there's all of this like talk and praise for self-care and like, oh, taking a nap is self-care and like 
um, you know, we were talking about our skin routines earlier today offline. Like, that's another form of self-care. So, like, how – because self-care isn't necessarily accessible to everyone. um, Because there are so many people – like, being able to rest is a privilege. There are so many people that have to work because they have to pay bills for themselves or pay bills for people and their family or, like, you know, there are all these different reasons that we can't rest. So I'm wondering, what are some ways that you think we can collectively – lower some of the barriers to rest and make it more accessible for other people in our community? I think um, redefining rest, right? Because when I first heard about resting and like the nap ministry, and while I love napping when I can, rest doesn't always have to be the physical form of like, I'm going to unplug, turn off and actually sleep, you know, um, So I think kind of like allowing people to define what rest is to them can dissolve some of those barriers to be like, okay, I don't have to like carve out an hour to, you know, try to sleep. Maybe it's like I carve out 15 minutes to just like breathe and sit in silence or, you know, understanding that we can be more productive when we do have moments to rest and I think um my dream is that we will smash this like 40 65 hour work week and understand that like employees will work better when they can get eight hours of sleep and they don't need to be working like nine to five every single day or hell like nine to ten every single day if you're like a steep level in your company and it's insane um that we have these standards for how much productivity we're supposed to be like putting out but that gives us no time to take care of ourselves so I don't understand how you can put out quality product right if the person putting out the product is running on half empty nonstop. so that's um and with my barrier to rest my own personal barriers again it stems from like being productive and having to earn it and just I think establishing that you you yourself give that permission and it doesn't depend on like somebody else saying it's okay for you to take a break um and giving yourself that power right uh so I need to take all of that in maybe take a nap after this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I hear you I could probably use one myself at some point today um yeah to to your point about um like working the 40 hours a week so what I have heard and feel free anybody to correct me if I'm wrong on this is that the 40 hour work week was designed so that you would have like 40 hours or like, like a third of your day for work, a third of your day for pleasure and a third of your day for rest. So it's like eight, eight, eight because 40 times five is eight. Um, But when you think about it, some of those hours are going to get cut out. So you have to be, most of us have to be at our job for like our set schedule But then you have to work in your commute time and, like, everything else that goes into, like, getting to your job and doing your job that don't fit into those hours. So I feel like it eats away at our, like, rest time and our, um, like, leisure time or whatever is supposed to be built into that schedule. So, yeah, the 40-hour work week is just – it's nonsense. And I think we should do it. The hustle culture that is present right now is frustrating. I'm like, I don't – I've hustled. I don't want to hustle anymore. Like I am 32. I am 
tired of hustling and I don't feel like I should be promoting that. Like you got to have your side job. You got to have your main job. You got to have your like, you know, creative outlet. I'm like, no, no, I don't. (laughs) done with that idea. <laughs> I refuse. I reject that. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I see so much of that. Like, um, you got to, you got to grind and grind and grind until you can get what you deserve and blah, blah, blah. That's exhausting. What I want to give myself and what I feel like I deserve is rest. Yeah, so exactly. I'm going to like, you know, grind my head into the pillow or whatever, you know, <laughs> I just, I need to rest. And then there's that whole problematic thing about like, you have the same numbers number of hours in the day as Beyonce. I'm like yes, yes, yeah, I do. Yes, have I do. Jay-Z one, and I don't have Beyonce money too. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't have someone to pick up my groceries for me. I don't have someone to you know watch my kids that I don't have. But like, there are all these things that go into it. So there, there's a lot of like, I don't know. It feels kind of shamey to me to tell does, someone like you have the same number of hours as X person who's so successful. And then not acknowledge all the other privileges and supports that that person has that maybe the other person doesn't. Right. Or if you didn't learn a new skill during quarantine, you were wasting your time. I was like, or I was just trying to survive a traumatic experience. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I was just trying to like homeschool my kids and work my job remotely and, you know, just stress from all of the the news that's on TV every day. Like exactly. there are so many other things that people have to do besides like learn how to bake sourdough bread. Although no shade to everybody learning how to bake sourdough bread if that's your I form of rest. Of sourdough bread. So we thank you to everyone that was baking. <laughs> Contributed to my carb overload. So I got love for y'all baking, but it just wasn't for me. I was distance learning with my children. <laughs> Um, so I think Brittany Levitt posted something the other day, maybe it was yesterday, about how we keep ourselves busy as a way to avoid sitting with thoughts and feelings that we don't want to address. And I know I'm oh, definitely yeah. guilty of that, but I wonder, like, when we're talking about these alternative forms of rest that are active, how do you draw the line between trying to just keep yourself distracted and, like, actively resting? Yeah, um... I think with the active rest for me, it's a way to escape from all the distractions, right? And like the mental busyness that I put myself in. So if I'm like going out into nature and like walking there, I do have to confront the stuff that I've been trying to escape with my like to-do lists and things like that. And I have to confront that like, you know, disappointment that I tend to carry with myself if I'm not checking off all the boxes and sit there and it is kind of it's cathartic it's a release of like okay this is what I was running from and why I needed to stay busy but like I'm worthy of rest regardless if my to-do list is finished or if I'm not like you know grinding or hustling or like changing the world and I'm worthy to like just stop and slow down and I don't need to occupy my time and my mind to like hide from those fears you know and insecurities that I think for me myself is what I do to keep myself busy is like I don't want to face these things and I know we're there so you know I got soccer practice and carpool and PTA and all of these things because I'm a great mom (laughs) so yeah yeah how do you how do you find time to rest 
for, for yourself um, while also managing, you know, caring for two little people. Yeah. Um, fortunately, their dad is fantastic. Um, and I can call him and be like, yo, <laughs> um, I, I need I need you to take them. I need a minute. Like, I've got to. So if it gets to that point, I can, you know, not everybody's that fortunate to have a partner in this kind of situation. But luckily, I do have that. And if I get to the point of like, I need I need a break, like I've got to stop because I have not eaten anything but like half of a chicken nugget all day. So like, you have got to take them so I can breathe. And um, but I think it is just And here's the thing with, like, the mom culture, too, and the shame that comes with letting your kids, like, be on their devices or not having, like, a Pinterest craft to do with them 24-7 is that we think we have to be, like, wonder mom all the time and just, like, cultivating these, like, amazing experiences for our children every single day. And that's a barrier that prevents me from resting because I'm, like my Facebook mom's group is going to know that I like Quana watch like six hours of Minecraft YouTubers while I like sat on the couch and decompressed. <laughs> um, and, and that's the thing. It's like, we're humans. Like I can't be on 24 seven and I can't be providing these magical experiences for my children all the time because like they're coming from me and I got to take care of me too. And again, it ties back into like the shame that surrounds like, you know, being like a Pinterest mom or like the hustle grind culture, you know, if it's, you're not like doing something great all the time, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the like really daunting things to me about motherhood is how much expectation is placed on moms, on female parents, on femme parents to be the go-to person for the kids and like be the go-to like the house manager and like oh I'm the one that's gonna remember to pick up so-and-so's dry cleaning or I'm the one that's gonna remember the doctor's appointments and like all of that (laughs) sounds so hard to manage without a partner which it sounds like you have a a parenting partner um yeah who is doing their equal half like when you said oh he's such a great dad I'm like is he a great dad or is he a great parent like is he just doing what a parent should do because there's there, that's the expectations for moms and like I, I hesitate to say that a little yeah. bit because I'm not a parent but that's something that I think he, about almost daily yeah he's doing you know he's the sole provider right now because like corona has me not working and fortunately he can work from home so like his schedule is still that but he's also you know doing the parenting things like and so much of it when we're like ah there's it's a great person and it's like but did they just pick them up from soccer practice once or that's like 50 50 but um it has been 50 50 so it's been quite a relief but it is it the brunt usually falls on the mom and I've I've seen so because I used to live in LA too and I was like the odd mom out that didn't have six nannies um so I was you know like why didn't you come with me to spin class I'm like I got got a newborn like I can't they're like why don't you have a nanny I'm like I I don't know (laughs) because they're expensive that's why so um 
yeah, like I hate the what's your excuse language. Like it's it's just so unsettling when we're trying to like take care of ourselves and manage just everyday life. It's like, what's your excuse that you don't have a six pack four months after you gave birth to your children? I do. I'm like, I have postpartum depression. That's my excuse. Thanks. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yikes. And that, that question was no shade to your parenting partner. You're like co-parent. <laughs> um, I've never met him. Don't know I've him grown, personally. I've grown my fair share toward him. So <laughs> I figured I'd have his back this time. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, cool. Well, you know, we're kind of wrapping things up. So if folks have any questions, please feel free. Use the question button. We did get one um, from underscore Danielle Nottingham wants to know who is your role model? Ooh. Um, that's so hard. I like, I like, what? I don't think about that anymore. Um, God. Um, I want to say a woman that I admire would have to be my, one of my teachers that I went through teacher training with. And I mentioned her earlier, Octavia and, um, she just embodied like self love and you would enter a room with her and like, just be able to take a deep breath. Like it didn't matter what was going on. You could just like sit down with her and know that you were like being held and that she was fully present and she's just so calm and, I felt rested when I was around her. So, um, and I mean, she, business owner, mom, like author, like so much going on in her life, but everything was composed and restful and just, she knew the importance of self-care. So she's awesome. <sighs> but her. That sounds really lovely. That can be, um, such a great support when you are trying to rest. Like I'm a person who I feel like I have to be juggling everything myself because if I, I if I trust somebody else to, to hold on to that responsibility, then it might not get done. Like that's yeah. kind of how my anxiety works. Um, so being around somebody who makes me feel like I don't have to worry is one of the best ways to rest for me. And I don't even have to like be asleep or be laying yeah. down or anything. It's just like, I know that everything is okay because I know that, that I can trust this person. And there are a few, few people like that, um, for me anyway. So I'm glad that you have someone like that and that you get to learn directly from her. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Okay. I think we got one more question. Oh, someone wants to know, um, SEC Climbers wants to know music res recommendations for resting. Ooh. Um, and then we'll get to the other question in a second. Yeah. So my kid's favorite song to fall asleep to is Lord Huron. It's called Lullaby. And dude, I fall asleep to it so quick when I'm with them. And Best Crag nap location um, is... There's this spot down in Little River Canyon. 
it's on the way down to like this swimming hole and it's just nice flat sunny rocks and the canyon is huge so you never have to worry about anybody like coming up on you down there and then you can hear like the water running over the rocks so that's my favorite place to go nice I think for me um I have like a a nap playlist on YouTube that um I made years ago years ago but I it's like um it like trips the nap switch in my brain at this point because I just listen to it every time so anytime I like hear any of the songs on that playlist I just like fall asleep um which is really nice to have sometimes in like very high stress situations where I'm like I need to fall asleep but I can't I'll just play that um I wish I could remember the name of anyone who's on it I can't off the top of my head, but I can try and like put it together in a playlist because I have um, a bunch of playlists that I share on Spotify if anybody wants to check those out. Um, I'll try and put that together. That's something I feel like I should do a nap playlist. Um, But I also have listened to a lot of like Ruth B. She has that like kind of slow melodic, um, like relaxing tone to her music. So I listened to a lot of that. Um, As far as a nap location at a crag I almost always bring my hammock with me so I will string up my hammock at the base of a crag that is mm, yeah hammocks are clutch Uh, I love my hammock yeah so I always make sure to bring it especially if I'm not having a super like I really want to climb today it's more of like just want to chill in my hammock and be outside so yeah, and if you've got, like, trad gear or something, you can just put it right into the wall, so you don't even need a tree. Yeah. <laughs> just put it up there. Exactly. Um, Patrick asked me to s- describe the vibe of her music in a color. I would say it's like a lilac. It's like a pinky lilac. That's how I will describe it. <laughs> um, any other questions from folks? Go ahead and pop them in the question box right now. Um, Dom, I added this question last week for Katie, and I kind of want to know from you as well. What are some things, or what is one thing that you're trying to put to rest right now to, like, remove from your life? Perfectionism is something that I'm just like, just go to bed forever. Like, I don't even want to reevaluate it. I just want perfectionism to leave, and that whole concept of striving for something unattainable just you can just put that away for good (laughs) absolutely that is not serving anybody we can just go ahead and let that go be rested and be out of my life yeah um beautiful well thank you so much dom this has been such a wonderful conversation and i'm so glad to have had you on the podcast. Oh, um, I wanted to ask you about your skincare routine before we hop off here. <laughs> Are you sure? Because I'm sitting like really far away and there's a really bright light. I've got like this rash on my eye. You and... posted it and there was, I forget what, I think it was like step two. And I was curious about that product that you were using. It was like some gel. A watermelon face mask. Yeah, so I use a face mask at least once a day. That is, like, one of the ways that I tell my body it's time to go to bed is, like, just massaging my face. (laughs) Um, So I'll put on a face mask, brush my teeth, and then wash it off in an ideal situation. That's what I'll do anyway. Um, 
And sometimes I'll just like use them as moisturizer. So if it's not like a clay mask or something that needs to come off after a certain amount of time, I'll just use that as the mo- my moisturizer for the day, especially when my skin's feeling like a certain type of way. Um, and this morning I was just feeling dehydrated. So I used, it's a sleep mask. You're supposed to sleep in it, but I just put it on because I wasn't going to be wearing makeup or anything today. Um, so I just put it on after I used my toner, which I made. I made my own toner. It's I saw a, that. It's a hydrosol. Um which is like fancy herbalism speak for water spray. You just <laughs> spray it. Um, yeah, it's like super herby water. Um, but I made mine with all flowers, so it's kind of like a fancy rose water spray that I made. Ooh. Yeah, so that's the newest addition to my little like self-care arsenal. Nice. I did like my full 10-step routine, which is extra, but... It was worth it. I was like, why don't I do this all the time? No, that's like my favorite part of the day. Like if I haven't like my ideal rest ritual at the end of the day, it's like putting on a YouTube video of some woman doing her skincare routine (laughs) and I'm in the bathroom doing my skincare routine. And we're just like, like, we're not doing the same things. We're doing different steps. Yeah. But it's just like, "Mm, yes, girl, massage your face. Yes. It's just, it's so relaxing. (laughs) So I will incorporate as many steps into that as I can, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, any final thoughts, any events or projects, anything that you want to plug before we wrap things up? Um, if, don't forget about the Brown Girls Climb after this, the Erased. I'm excited for that. Yes, there is a conversation hosted by Brown Girls Climb called Erased about um, problematic route names. Um can we so, put those to rest? What's that? Can we put those to rest? Problematic we can route names? absolutely put those to rest. Um, <laughs> we can absolutely put those to rest. Uh, Melissa Mutumo, Ashley Thompson, and Aaron Gilpin, all three of whom I know personally, they're wonderful um, advocates, they're wonderful climbers. Um, super excited to hear them speak. So if you are able to get a ticket, that's tonight. It completely sold out. So if you yeah. don't have a ticket, get on the wait list. Um, it's our biggest event yet. So I'm super excited for that. Thanks for reminding me, um, to mention that. Um, anything else? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so right now. Awesome. Well, everyone, please don't forget to tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Jael Berger, who is, oh, like... (laughs) my best friend soulmate i'm so excited to have her on um and have you all participate in that conversation she is one of those people who makes me feel like safe and cared for and able to rest so definitely tune in next week probably the same time um (laughs) this episode will be wi-fi yeah fingers crossed for some solid wi-fi again because this one went off without a hitch honestly this is the best week we've had i'm ready for the like um so yeah make sure to tune in next week this episode will be up on soundcloud very soon um the transcriptions of all the podcasts are available on my website laraedmondson.co slash podcast um again if you'd like to fund this project this is entirely self-funded all my guests are paid and then i also pay to host the podcast on soundcloud and for transcription services so any support you can offer that way hit up my venmo paypal whatever you like and uh starting next week we'll be doing shout outs for everyone um thank you everyone who participated thank you dom for being here such a lovely guest um 
And yeah, we'll see you all next week. Get some rest this weekend, everyone. Bye. Bye.